A little disheartening. Your Milwaukee Brewers are Milwaukee Brewers falling to the Chicago Cubs 5-4 to four to start the Major League Baseball season. 161 games remain now as the Brewers are 0-1, unfortunately, last in the NL Central as Corbin Burns uh, did, did okay. Five innings, and then it would be the bullpen coming in. The bats, uh, let's see here, two hits for Lorenzo, or actually two uh, what RBIs for Lorenzo Cain, two hits Willie Adamas, two hits Rowdy Telez, two hits... Um, did Locan get two hits? Who else got two hits? Someone else had two hits in there. Um, and the Brewers, though, Rowdy, uh, at the bat of Christian Yelich. Mm. Nothing happening right there besides, guess, a, a sack fly. Game one's in the books. What'd you think, Rowdy? Besides losing on the Razor's head. Sorry, buddy. Um, the reason why I'm most upset that they lost is because we placed a wager on them, <laughs> because of it just being opening day. But what the Brewers did well yesterday against the Cubs was absolutely nothing. They didn't do anything well against the Cubs. Mm, I'm trying he to lost think. five to four. I'm trying to think, which you would say, oh, on the outset, normally if you can score about five runs, you're ahead of the eight ball here because yeah. the average Major League Baseball team scores about four and a half a season. Mm-hmm. It's what they did last year. But when you look at what they did against the Cubs, it wasn't pretty. And we'll start with uh, Corbin Burns. Was this a Corbin Burns start where he looked like the Cy Young Award winner? No. Nope. Was this an awful, awful start? Eh, it wasn't terrible, but he wasn't on. He, he, no, didn't, he, have, he didn't have his stuff. He didn't have his good stuff. I mean, he he was the guy that came out last year and set the Major League Baseball record for most strikeouts without a walk to yeah. start a season. He didn't have it his was stuff. nearly sixty innings. Did you know he that- walked three batters in the game? Did you know that him and Omar Narvaez were the first duo in Major League Baseball to wear the uh, the fancy thing on their arm? Who cares? No, I'm just saying. Like I know, I that saw was their it, first one. That was if that's what we're taking away from Opening Day. No, I'm saying maybe that was messing with uh, what they were doing. That that was different. Corbin Burns did not look like uh, the Corbin Burns. Burns last could year. not throw strikes, and then when he got uh, when he gave up that home run to Horner. He left, left it one. right there down the middle. He left her. Same thing. Every single Brewers pitcher that threw yesterday, Corbin Burns, Aaron Ashby, and Jake, Jake Cousins, Cousins, none of them looked like they were super sharp. All of them, when they got in trouble, were walking batters and or going into longer counts and then had to throw one down the middle. Like yeah. Jake Cousins, the the uh, at-bat that gave Chicago the lead for good. That was a slider that he hung pretty much right down the middle. Yep. And it was because he got behind the hitter. None of the pitchers looked sharp. And then offensively, when you look at what the Brewers did, they were god awful hitting with runners on base. Yeah. With runners in scoring Ooh, position. They were not good with runners in scoring the position. The Milwaukee Brewers were one for ten. Yeah. They, one for ten. And they left Brody, up nine guys on base. Brody, they're they're picking up right where they left off last season with runners in scoring position and uh, not being able to capitalize. So the worst team in baseball last season when it came to leaving runners on base. It was about just under seven and a half guys left on base per game. The Brewers against a bad Cubs team left nine. Like this is nine. this exactly this team yesterday looked exactly what they did last year, except for the pitching wasn't as good. Yeah, it, it was once, game one. Once but. again, you had guys that you struggled. You struggled at the plate. Now, there were some guys like Andrew McCutcheon who had a good game. There were some guys like Willie Adamas who had a good game. I'd even say that uh, Lorenzo Cain played a pretty solid game. Lorenzo Cain did great. 
Those those three guys. Touch looking good. Telez had a decent game, but no one could hit with runners in scoring no. position. There was absolutely no timely hitting by the Milwaukee Brewers yesterday. And then you didn't get an you didn't get a sharp performance on the mound. You lost to the Cubs. Yeah, you lost to the Cubs. Uh, Brewers erased the 3-1 deficit, two runs in the seventh, but the Cubbies went ahead to stay uh, ahead right in the bottom of that half. That's, that's something oh, that's, else that's that the Brewers thing. were doing last year, too. It's like the Brewers would take the lead or tie the game and then give runs away right away, right when the team came up the bat the next half inning. Well, that's, that's another absolute no-no. You can't all of a sudden tie it up or take a lead, like they tied it up in the top of the seventh, and then give up the go-ahead runs, the bottom of that Felt inning. Like That's last a backbreaker. Year. Felt like last year. Just feeling like last year. I know it's one game, so it's not hard to, you know, don't overreact, but uh, Andrew McCutcheon looked pretty good as the DH. Willie Adamas, Rowdy Tellez each getting two hits. The only thing that was like like the most mind-boggling thing for me is when they had a little pop in the infield. And Ra- who was it? It was all three guys standing there. Rowdy Tellez, like, didn't call anyone off. It was all, that was just stupid. Uh, but yeah, McCutcheon though, there's a couple of good things, Rowdy. McCutcheon, Willie Thomas, Rowdy Tellez with the sticks. McCutcheon served DH first game of the new team. He produced. Um, other than that though, the thing that is the most disheartening, and a lot of people, a lot of people I feel are have either thrown in the towel or close to throwing in the towel. Watching Christian Yelich yesterday, I know again it's the first game, but watching Christian Yelich yesterday was very disheartening. Now he did have the sack fly, but other than that, Rowdy. No, 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 no. Huh? We were. I was sitting there. You were messaging me. Yelich came up, obviously, in a position where he had men on base and had the opportunity to get a huge hit, potentially put the Brewers back in front. Mm-hmm. I had to text you that when it happened. I guess I'll take a sack fly. Yep. When I'm talking about a guy that was a former MVP not that long ago, when I'm talking about a guy that probably should have won two MVPs in a row, I shouldn't have to text you saying, <laughs> I'll take a sack fly. It is yeah, disheartening. That'll happen from time to time. Nobody's perfect. No one hits 100% with runners in scoring position. But the fact that I'm okay with Christian Yelich coming up and getting a sack fly just shows you how far he's fallen. Because normally, if you were a Milwaukee Brewer fan from just three years ago, you were hoping that was in the gap or in the seats, and the Brewers were circling well, the bases. That's the part that's disheartening about it is, you know, you talk about, well, I guess he had the sack fly. That still is, as Rowdy was just saying, and I was trying to get to, is it's tough for Christian Yelich. Again, one game in, but looking right where he picked up from last year, a guy who just does not look confident at the plate, and then, what, uh, at the end of the game, Christian Yelich could have been a hero, too, uh, to beat the Chicago Cubs. He and he goes awful. up there and he just looked awful. He just looked lost and just bad. Christian Yelich, and this is when his, uh, this year is when his big contract is kicked in. So it's pretty tough uh, with Christian Yelich. But, again, one game, but then you couple in the season that happened and the season before that, you think to yourself, what's going on with Yelly? And, oh, my God, we're on the hook for quite some time. Uh, for this guy in his big contract as the Brewers fall again, five to four to the Cubs. You know what went through my head when he was striking out the uh, basically his last at bat of the game? I was thinking to myself, oh my God, I'm going to be like a lot of other listeners in the past and I'm going to start calling for Ryan. Dude, Braun. I thought the same thing because Brian Brown was a Cub killer. No, that's not why I was thinking it. Well, why I, I was because thinking... Ryan Braun was a cup killer at Wrigley, and uh, he would produce in big moments. Well, Christian Yelich is a new face and does not produce anymore. The reason why I was thinking, oh, my God, can we have Ryan Braun back was 
I was just thinking to myself, is there any way in hell that you could trade Christian Yelich's contract for the old Braun contract? Because <laughs> Christian Yelich's is nearly twice as big. And how long, how many years were you sitting there counting down the days and counting down the years until Ryan Braun was no longer on your books if you're a Milwaukee Brewers fan? Just because he was getting paid so much money to do very little. I, after last night or yesterday afternoon and Yelly struck out the final time, I thought of Braun, the cup killer that he was, at 350 plate appearances at Wrigley Field. His slash line, 326, 377, 533, with an OPS of 930 with 17 home runs and 68 RBIs. When I saw Yelly up there, the new face of the franchise, which I don't even know if you call him that anymore, strike out with a moment to beat the Chicago Cubs at Wrigley, and he didn't. I thought of Ryan Braun and killing Cubbies at Wrigley. That's immediately what I thought. I think we all thought about Ryan Braun. If you're thinking about him, Rowdy, because I know you don't like thinking about Braun, you don't really like him. So when if you're thinking about Brawny, I bet you everyone was thinking about Brawny when they were watching that uh, Yelly strike out against the Cubs at the end of the game there. Yeah, but you were thinking of Braun in a positive light. I was thinking of him as more well, as... I'm the glass half full, you're the glass half empty guy. Oh my God, just give me his contract back. This is going to be an anchor around their necks. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking of a winning the game approach. I guess you were thinking of a monetary approach, which both are not wrong or, or both are right, actually. So, yeah, Bronny, I miss you, bud. It, it's tough with Christian Yelich. I don't know. Again, though, it's one game. See, I would never bring back Braun for this reason. We already have one bum, Christian Yelich, trying to hit the ball. I don't need another one. Yeah. Uh, well, I like living uh, in a nice little dream world sometimes, Rowdy, where life isn't all fire and brimstone. So I like thinking of Bronny bringing the fire and brimstone on the Chicago Cubs while Yelly just, God. He's falling off the pulling off the baseball, seldomly making solid contact. It's just it's, no it's terrible. It's no good. And that's another thing. How long will Craig Council allow him to bat third? Yeah, you got to drop him like, like down. You clearly look at the roster that they played with yesterday, and you obviously had the signing of Andrew McCutcheon, who was supposed to come in and play DH and occasionally good. play outfield. But you bring that that key acquisition into this team from, from last year, you now have a universal DH. I'm just going right down the lineup and it's like, okay, well, if Yelich isn't in the three hole, he's not going to be in the four hole, the five hole. You have to go down for me all the way to number seven or potentially number eight before I'm penciling in Christian Yelich with what he's looked like. And that's not even being mean. That's just (laughs) literally saying I've watched hundreds of games over the last two years. Well, you look at now with the universal DH, right? Um, what was Horner batting for the, what was Nico Horner batting? Was he eighth? He was all the way down there and they're getting production out of their end of their, you know, batting order right there of the DH now, universal DH. Again, though, the, the pitch was left up from uh, Corbin Burns or piped on the middle, but I don't know, man, this again, game one of the season. So there's a lot of le- uh, left. Craig council talking, obviously Craig council is talking that the marathon has just started. So you hope Christian Yellows can bring it together, but right yeah, now you got a sour long, taste. You got a sour taste in your mouth right now. How long did Craig Council allow Brian Braun to bat third in that lineup when he was struggling for a long time? It was a long time. Just gotta fade the blue oyster cult here, and I gotta put this little number on right here. Let's see here. <clears throat> Hello, friends. Live from Augusta National here. We welcome in God's gift to gambling. 
Uncle Dave, Dave Essler. Good morning, Dave. How are we today? Well, Jim, uh, we're doing well. We're, we're up early again and ready to make some more money. Uh, there's nothing better than the birds chirping, the golf clubs swinging, the balls flying, and the money being made. Uh, tradition like no other, buddy. <laughs> Dave, what's going on, man? What's happening? Um, I woke up a little upset. I went to bed a little upset, and I'm still a little upset with Cam Smith because oh. I had him first-round leader. He bogeyed number one. I'm thinking, well, there goes that. Then he's six under, and he bogeys 18. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Dave, you can't I mean, wake up I mean, I mean, like this. I mean, just, just bogey both of those, and I still had a nice ticket. Dave, you can't wake up angry like this. How can you be angry with the Masters on, this beautiful music? Oh, doesn't that, doesn't, that, doesn't that put a smile on your face, Dave? It does, and I'll tell you why. Because I have a 75 to 1 ticket on Sunday a.m. The guy that's leading the tournament. Really? Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. How about this? So on Wednesday, our uh, guy, I'm sure you've heard all about it, though, but I'm going to reiterate it on air. On Wednesday, our guy Rowdy over here, he pulls this name out of, well, he does his research, but from my sense, he pulls his name out of his hat. He's like, Danny Willett. Three, was he 310 to one? Yeah, I said an extremely, extremely long shot. Five bucks, Danny Willett. 310 to one. I got the <laughs> hardest eye roll Ever. We have golf elitists walking around here, Dave, looking down upon us, like down their nose at us. And now they can't even come to grips with Danny Willett tied for third, baby. Well, if if uh, Sanjay M doesn't win, I certainly want Danny Willett to win because you can use that for the middle finger for the next year. <laughs> Rowdy if, might actually do that for his whole life, to be honest with you. I don't think Rowdy will ever forget it. Right, Rowdy? Oh, th- if I ever play golf with this said individual... I will probably remind him about Danny Willett while we're on the course. Or, like, if I make no, a nice sure. shot. Every shot, you know, every shot when you're thinking about what to use. Well, Danny would have Danny <laughs> drawn, a, drawn a seven iron here, so that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> hey, you see that putt? I willed it into the hole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, Dave. And, 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 if, and if I were him, I would just never play with you again because I didn't know. I'm pretty, sure that's, I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen. That's, yeah, that's the most likely. Exactly. Right. That's definitely what's going to happen. Hey, Dave, uh, am I crazy? I said this to Rowdy and uh, our other guy, RJ, who was in here earlier, that uh, it's tongue-in-cheek, but I love the guy, that Tiger Woods going to make the cut, you know, win it all. I'm like, am I wrong saying he's going to win it all? Obviously, I'm just, you know, drumming it up, excited that Tiger is back. But, you know, betting on Tiger, I know his name's Tiger Woods, and everyone bets on his name and name alone. But what do you think happens with the with Tiger here uh, making the cut and into the weekend potentially? Um, he'll probably make the cut um, just on fortitude and course knowledge alone. Yeah, but I would I would worry about walking four rounds. I mean, I've said that to people all week. I mean, I you know, it, and I don't like Tiger. I'll just full disclosure. Um, you a lefty you know, guy? You a lefty guy? Um, I'm just not a Tiger guy okay. for for reasons I don't have time to even go into. Wasn't going to um, ask. Wasn't going to ask. Off the course stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and on the course, some of the stuff I've seen him do. But um, I couldn't bet on him because that would just go against emotionally everything I want to happen. And oh. I know I preach to take the emotion out of it, but that's one I just can't. So your Tiger Woods is my Duke. Emotional. 
Um, for, uh, pretty much, probably. I like Duke, so yeah, absolutely. I, I I know what it is. Dave is a good tipper when he goes to Denny's or Perkins. And he he tips in cash while Tiger tips of something else. So Dave, I I get it, Dave. You want I, I see what it is. You you respect yeah, the Denny's you know, and Perkins it, waitresses more. Is and if if he's playing poorly, his limp will get more pronounced. <laughs> Did you see Gary Player making us some stink too? People are all mad. He's wearing the Saudi league. Uh, uh, I don't know if you saw that or not, but he's wearing a, a shirt with Saudi league on it. They need to get over themselves. If I was Saudi Arabia and I had all that kind of money, I would do the same thing. Yeah. Also, I was reading that they uh, rented like a house right next to Augusta, and they're out there recruiting golfers to try and go to the Saudi league. It's pretty wild stuff. But anyways, focusing on Augusta, Dave, what do you have uh, coming up here for the weekend? Like, what do you do betting wise for um, the Masters? Well, I think that one of the things that I'm going to do today, and and I kind of, I, I might have, I don't know if you and I talked about this, but, you know, there's a lot of guys that played sort of reasonably well, but not great, that were, you know, big-time favorites. And, you know, they might have been, you know, 10 to 1, 12 to 1 at the start. Um but I don't ever bet those guys. I wait until after the first round to see where they're at. And you know, you can get you can get guys like Rom at twenty eight to one, Rory at thirty to one, uh, Morikawa thirty five to one. Um, those are guys I would probably bet today because those are guys that I mean, you know, come Sunday, you do, you pretty much know the leaderboard is not going to be has beens or unknowns. I mean, it just never is. Yeah. So, I mean, you can get those guys now at prices that were, you know, a third that yesterday morning. So those are some bets I'll make for the weekend, I'm sure. Love it. Dave, you've been on, man. I mean, we have a bunch of listeners always hitting me up. He's like, man, Essler hits it again. Essler does it again. You got a nice little cult following here, Dave, just to let you know here in Wisconsin, more reason for you to get up here and drink with us one of these uh, maybe Badger Saturdays or weekends. Just I, don't, I, don't, I don't need a reason, but that's, I would appreciate that. That would be fun. I would probably get free drinks at least. You, you would. You would. Um, we'll put it on Rowdy's tab as he keeps winning some bets here with uh, maybe Danny Willett. If, he well, he's got the, if he's got Danny Willett, he can afford, <laughs> he can, he can afford my, my NetJets flight. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Hey, Dave, baseball is back, my friend. How does it feel to have another thing to bet on now? Are you a big baseball betting man? Um, I am, but I'm going to take it slow. I, you know, I mean, there's too many unknowns. I was looking at today's card, and I'm going, what? All these these lines just don't make sense. So, you know, you know, they say if it, it doesn't make, if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense, Dave. Well, yeah, I get it, but some of them are like, why is Giolito and the White Sox, who everybody loves to win the World Series, only minus one thirty at Detroit with Elvin Rodriguez? Now I know Elvin Rodriguez. You know, I think he's pitched 26 big league innings and struck out 30 guys. Um, but that's still, you know, is that too easy to take the White Sox or or do you really have the balls to take Detroit? I guess I would probably take Detroit. Yeah, so actually, you got, like, that's because you got a big I set actually, on you. I, I actually bet the under eight and a half there, full disclosure. But, you know, you got a lot of those things. You, you know, know what I like mean? what you just said, Dave? You said, do you have the balls to take Detroit? And he goes, and I'm taking Detroit. You must have a big old set on you when it comes to baseball, eh? Um, you have to. I mean, I, I mean, anything. I mean, you know. Yeah, life, life, at, life is too There's another one, Toronto and Texas. Jose Barrios, um, opening minus 185. Today he's minus 155 against the Rangers. Well, you know, I get it. The Rangers have seen Barrios because he pitched in the AL against John Gray, who Toronto hasn't seen because he pitched in the NL. 
that John Gray could be like super excited to not be in Coors Field. Um, you know, so that's another one that's, you know, eh, maybe, um, you know, Indiana. the Angels, the, the Angels with Reed Detmers are our favorites over Odorizzi and the Astros. Huh. Any, you know, do you I, have any inkling at all, Dave, on uh, Cubs Brewers today? What Brandon Woodruff on the mound opposite of the lefty Justin Steele? Well, I mean, there's another one, you know, that open um, Brewers minus 177. Um, it's down to minus 153 with 77% of the tickets on on the Brewers. And I, I think the weather's the great equalizer. I mean, whether they play or not, I mean, um, Rowdy can probably tell me how the Brewers fared last year against left-handed pitchers better than, quicker than I could look it up, but I would be inclined to to take the Cubs run line yeah. at least. Damn it, Dave. All right, so, <laughs> Rowdy? Well, for, for both, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Don't shoot. Hey, don't shoot, the, don't shoot the messenger. You got a big set on you. I get it. You got bold takes. I get it. For both Dave and I, we're going to take a moment of silence for dailybaseballdata.com. Yeah, well, I gave you, I gave you a good, a good, uh, a good uh, backup. Yeah, Rowdy was losing it yesterday. He was telling me like I was going to this website all the time for all this, and then he was he was in a tough place yesterday. I think that's why because he took the Brewers yesterday. Um, it's an opening day bet. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to be cheering for him. That was more of an entertainment. Well, I'm going to bet. I'm going to bet with my emotions. <laughs> That's okay, but it's the opening day bet. It's like we we do it every year, Dave. That's just it's, you have to. All right. Well, if you want to donate, I'll just take your bets every year. Oh, <laughs> uh, Dave. So, um, before I let you go, my man, anything else? What's going on for you uh, this weekend? Are you going to be out channeling your inner? I guess not Tiger Woods. Maybe your inner Danny Willett this weekend. You'll be golfing in Florida. What's the weather like down there? It's snowing well, here. I mean, in the, weather's, the, wet, the weather's perfectly fine, but I'm not. Um, medically cleared to play golf. Oh, yeah. I forget. How's the lung doing, dude? Yeah, you know, it's still there. Well, well some of it's still there, right? Well, I could, I could probably play. I mean, I feel pretty good. My left wrist is a little tender from Whoa. the IV they in there, but... We do know um, if, we, if we got you out on the course and you started playing awful, you probably would have had a pronounced limp or maybe lack of breath out there. Uh, I, would, I would channel my inner son, J.M. Hey, uh, when you golf, Dave, do you wear a pink shirt like Tiger did yesterday? No. No. I go I go right for the red. I know I'm gonna win. <laughs> Dave, you're the man, brother. Uh much love, Dave. Thanks for the like, the masters advice, man. And uh the baseball advice. Oh, real quick, I did see you tweeting about the Detroit Pistons, what, two days ago. Rowdy, did you tell Dave your bet you got? Yeah, it took the Bucks minus six tonight. Over the Pistons, what do you think? Um, I'm inclined to take the Pistons. <laughs> I mean, did the Bucks, are the Bucks going to rush everybody? They don't need to win. They had a they had a tough game last night. Um, you know, I, I would be inclined to take the Pistons. I think so Roddy, Roddy and I, Roddy and I, just, and I would just bet even. It's not minus one ten. Yeah, what you say, Roddy? I think the Bucks are going for it. I don't think they care about uh, potentially matching up with Brooklyn, or else they could have uh, lost last night and not had to care about the Celtics game. Fair enough. You take. I'll take your homer money any week. <laughs> hey, Dave, we love you, man. And, and uh, when you're back in that golf course, if modern medical advances maybe get you out there on Sunday, I'd love to see you wearing that red and winning uh, whoever it is you're golfing against, Dave. We love you, buddy. You know, I'm going to wear red and take a picture for you guys. I'll Please. tweet it out. I'll retweet it for you, buddy. Done. All right. See you, Dave. Much love, baby. All right, guys. See you guys. <laughs> have a good weekend. Our own Tiger Woods right there. I hope your habitual winner, Dave Esler. I don't know if you like that. Dave, we love you. Hey, who's this? Hey, Nader. Nader, what's up, dude? Hey, going to the fly serve tonight for some wrestling. 
Ooh, a little, a little wrestling. Is it WWE? Oh, is, oh yeah. really? Uh, yeah, take the seven-year-old nephew who's all fired up about it. Dude, that'll about be a damn baby. good time. That'll be something he'll never forget. Yeah, I know. I remember it was 88. We were at WrestleFest at uh, uh, County Stadium. Andre the Giant and uh, Hulk Hogan. Oh, Hulkamania was running wild, brother. It was. And I want to go back to what you guys were talking about a couple days ago about with jewelry. Yeah, are you you a ring guy? Are you a ring guy? Well, I I would say every man can wear a piece of jewelry, but it has to be one thing at a time. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, if you you got a wedding ring, that's it. (laughs) If you want to, you know, wear a bracelet, that's That's it. it. One day, you know, but don't do two of them, man. You can see, like, see a dude come in with like wearing two or three rings like i can see this guy just lost his ass, ass at the casino he looks like brother love here <laughs> it's that or it's like i think i might be able to buy drugs off of him <laughs> <laughs> exactly you got a chain three rings and a yeah. bracelet and, it's like i'm at a bar it's like this guy might sell me nose beers i don't know there's, see. yeah there's something to be said about that with tattoos too you know you can have one even if it's like strings across your whole body but just get one <laughs> i love it Nader. yeah just just everything not in excess just one at a time one at a time <laughs> one thing at a time hey, Nader, like herman edwards says i love it man enjoy the uh, pfizer form tonight brother you betcha see you man that's good stuff I say a lot of nonsense. Well, actually, everything I say is the truth, but I speak things into existence. I say, if you want to get into the studio, the way to do it is with a beer. And my guy, Dan, all of a sudden we look to our left and here's this cat wearing a letterman's jacket with a ton of medals on it. And we were just ripping on that earlier this week. Dan is standing here with his letterman jacket on and a cooler full of beer. Dan, good morning, my man. What's up? Cheers, fellas. Cheers. Here. Cheers, brother. Brody, did you want a beer? No, I had to run to the best uh, bathroom real quick. Do you want one? I mean, it is Friday. Don't try to open it like you did before. You got to go to that, that corner over there just to FYI. Also the different corner. Yeah, well, this one's a rounded corner. You got to do the, the one with the hard edge. So, Dan, real uh, really quick, I know um you, you don't got to be bashful or anything. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for the zombie dust. It's uh, always a pleasure to meet the listeners because I was like, how'd you find us, by the way? Were you just scanning the dial? Like, how did you find the best sports talk show in the universe? Originally? Jeez, yeah. I don't know. I just I always like I to know, was, like, the story. I, I just listened to sports talk. Yeah. And a lot of drive time. And Yep. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. So, and this is, I, I listen to this show every single day. And then, Phew, the man unfortunately, did. at 10 o'clock, I flipped the station because I'm not a huge fan of the person after. Hey, that, here's, here's what I say. No one ever holds a gun to your head uh, when it comes to listening to, you know, this is a free program that we put on. If you find us and you like it, love it. And if you don't like us, then just change the dial. Yeah, yeah. I've had a lot of people... Um, I've been on people's S list for a while now. I've gotten some some complaints. We were just joking about it yesterday off of air. So you seen the movie Joe Dirt? I'm an American. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Dirt's got this shirt that says I choked Linda Loveless. It was uh, you know from a porn star back in the day who then turned like to God and then tried to cancel the adult film industry. So I'd reference it. Someone wrote me like a diatribe of how like how despicable I was to bring up Jeez. that. And so uh, from that, uh, I played a song one time that someone got a problem with. What else have I gotten complaints about Rowdy? I want everyone's S list. And you know, I say the same thing to everyone when it comes to that. Turn the station. Yeah. Right. No one's making yeah. you listen. Right. But Dan, cheers with the beer, brother. Love cheers. it. Cheers, fellas. All right. So uh, Dan, feel free to chime in if you want. I'll keep your mic on, but you can drink along with us and whatever. So Rowdy, Christian Yelich and Dan, maybe you can chime in. This is a well, yeah, let me ask you, Christian Yelich, are you concerned? I think he's concerned. I think he's afraid. He's afraid to hurt his knee. I think he's playing scared. Rowdy, see when uh, Terry called in, Cubs fan six forty 
today and he was talking about Christian Yelich and PEDs. I heard that. I, I, <laughs> I, that, heard that. I just, that's, that's the farthest fetched one to me for what the yeah. issue could be because he's not a guy. Now, granted, some of the PEDs that some of these guys are taking these days with some of the hormones, you're not necessarily going to look like Barry Bonds or Mark McGuire. So it, it can kind of slip through the cracks body style wise. But he just, he doesn't seem like a cat that's really on the PEDs. If he was cheating, I would say I would have been more along the lines of he was getting signs or whatever, especially with some of the stuff going on in baseball in the last five, six years. I would have went went more along those lines if I thought he was cheating. He just doesn't look right at the plate. No, he looks and lost. Whether he it's, it's he's scared, scared yeah. or, or whatever, he's his, it was his back. He just doesn't look right. He's pulling off the baseball. He's a guy that he looks like he's off balance a lot. He doesn't have the same type of, of hard ball contact like he did. Like In 2018 and 2019, if a pitcher missed with an off-speed pitch and they hung it, it was it, at a minimum. It was in the gap. Mm-hmm. Most of the time it was in the seats. Now, when they miss like that, he he's whips. pulling so far out of the box. He's missing. Like he's, he's, he's missing pitches that are right there. And I remember going into 2021, I was watching uh, MLB network and they had some guys breaking down his swing and they're like, it's the weirdest thing ever yeah. because his, his chase rates are actually a little bit better than where they were. Uh, his strikeout rates some of them are pretty close to where they were, but on pitches that he was hitting previous, he's just not hitting them. And I agree. He definitely doesn't look comfortable in there, but it's like, what do you like? It's, it is a mental game. Is he mentally broke? If it looks he's mentally, like it. I would rather have him have a physical issue with a knee or a back because it can be it. fixed. I got it. The mental one is the harder one to fix. I have it. Um, and Dan, you might have dabbled in the show. I think it, Rowdy may have. Do you remember the Chappelle show? Did you watch the Chappelle show, Rowdy? This is going to be a very uh, weird analogy. A few of them here and there. So Dave, did you watch the Chappelle show, Dan? So Dave Chappelle, when the Chappelle show first came out, the first two seasons is like gangbusters. It was, it was must nice grab. Nice catch, Rowdy. It was must watch TV. And then Comedy Central, uh, after the third season, gave Dave Chappelle the most money he'd ever seen in his entire life. And he, he freaked out over the amount of money that they were going to give him. But then they wanted more control over, like, you know, some writing and this and that, and blah, 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 blah. And Dave Chappelle, who had never seen that amount of money offered to him ever before, he wigged out, he freaked out over it, and he, he quit. And he said, no, I don't need it. The, the money's going to corrupt me, blah, 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 blah. So Dave Chappelle quit doing what he was doing, said no to the money, kind of disappeared for a while, came back. Now he's huge again. He's always was huge, but even bigger now. Rowdy, you kneel like this. Christian Yelich, what he needs to do is say, to the Brewers, thanks for the $26, $27 million, the $188 million contract. I don't need it. I don't want it. Give me something less, and then his will be fixed mentally. How about that? I'll tell you this, Shades though. Shades Chappelle. If, if, if that was me and I was Let's Christian Yelich and I, I had some uh, mental block. That's how you get over it. You and, give and up and the it was money. With, with the money, I think I'm going to do everything in my power to find some special therapist with the money <laughs> to fix my <laughs> I, I don't need to give that back. I'm just saying, but maybe the money made him soft. The money made him f- freak out. He wigged out over the money. See, I'll, I'll say this, though. A lot give of people. Give it back, Ellie. So he hasn't been popped for PEDs like Ryan Braun. A lot of people, myself included, that turned them sour via Braun. Now, I always hoped that he would still be good because I was hoping, hey, 
hopefully Braun can turn his career to, around and, and continue to be an all-star off the PEDs because he was my favorite player since 2007. Uh, but the the thing is, Christian Yelich is more likable than Ryan Braun. And sure. I like Ryan Braun. It, I, I think it'll be him. You got to forgive him. Rowdy. I think it'll be, Let it go. it'll be sad if he continues to play this poorly. Let it go because you will see fans turn on them. Maybe not to the extent of the Ryan Braun turning, but it, it comes to a fact in a doggy dog world, like professional sports. If you're just not cutting it, you're done. The, yeah. the fans yeah. in the crowd, they are fickle. They're on to the next big, bright thing. The mob is fickle, brother. <laughs> Dude, right now, the mob is giving Christian the thumbs down. And uh, the emperor is ready to send out the lions. But, like, he's a guy that he's progressively getting worse in the field. He's not getting any younger. And then the bat is not carrying him either. It's It stinks Again, because it's, it's he's one making... Game. It is one game, though. This is a guy that if he wasn't on the contract he signed in 2000 and... Well, heading into 2020 season, no one's saying as much about it. Because it would have been two flash in the pan seasons where he's making about twelve million dollars a year. That's a guy you could still easily get rid of because a team like the Dodgers or the Yankees would be like, We'll we'll take twelve million dollars on for the ceiling that we saw in eighteen and nineteen. Yeah. But now that it's twenty six, that's even harder to move. Hey, I'm just saying well, Yeah, Dan. No, please. Well, there has to be a breaking point. So we had we went through the whole Shaw thing and we gave him chance after chance after chance. Yeah. And this team is too good to let him stay in the three hole all year long. Yeah. There has to be a breaking point. And I think you guys were talking about it yeah. the other day. When does he bat six? When does he bat? I mean, there there has to be a breaking point. It's gonna be hard to take him out of the lineup, but he just can't stay there with this if he produces. And guys best. like Christian Yelich, yep. there's only one Spot way on, for Christian Yelich to come out of this slump that he's now in for give up his money. Two years and <laughs> two years in a game. And that's to continue to play. It's like the shooter in basketball that can't make anything, but he's a good shooter. It's like the only way he can get hot is if you let him keep shooting. Only problem with that is when you saw Christian Yelich struggling this bad in September last year, those struggles hampered the hell out of your team because you had to win games in the postseason. At what point do you say, dude, Tyrone, Tyrone Taylor has been raking the last year and change. At what time are you going to give that guy the opportunity? That's kind of like one of the things, uh, if you're listening to the game, Bob Euchre was talking about the Cubs. And now Jason Hayward had a really good game. Some would say was he was the reason why the Cubs ended up winning late. He had the, the big hit. Well, at what point is that contract, are you just going to eat it? Because it was a terrible contract after the first couple of years until you give a younger guy who's been playing better the shot, even though he's getting paid. There comes a point where you, you got to weigh it on a balance scale. How much longer do you give him rope versus, dude, we got to somehow get rid of this contract? Or are we going to eat it like Ryan Braun, and this is a lot bigger and a lot longer contract than Braun's? I'll say this. I did think of Ryan Braun yesterday as Christian Yelich's last at-bat. Yelly went up there and just looked lost, and I thought to myself, and it was a one- it was a one-run game, and I said to myself, I miss Ryan Braun. Dude's a cub killer, especially at Wrigley. And Yelly, who's now the... Is Yelly even the face of the franchise? Well, that's the other thing. He's a quiet guy, so it's... Yeah. Like, it's who's even the face harder, of the franchise? It's harder to be. Right. 
Like, he's up, and he just looked lost. And then I'm like, man, Ryan Braun would have been up there, and he always killed the Cubs I think Wrigley. the face of the franchise is actually, it's turning more to Corbin Burns. And I yeah. think you see the that him, Woody, Lauer, uh, Hauser, pretty much all those guys come up contract-wise and after the 2024 season. Out of all those guys, I guarantee you they sign Burns because they, they can't sign them all. No. That's just a fact. They got Fastball Freddy on a nice little... He's only he's deal. only contract through 2025. 25. So he's only one year overlap there. Uh, majority of them are 24. Freddie is 25 and Hater's 23. Here's what you do, Christian Yelich. You take all of your worldly possessions and you give them away, especially your big money, your contract. You just give it away. The only thing you keep is your bat. We got our guy Dan from Half the Battle. Find him on Twitter at Best Fight Picks on for UFC 273. Boots on the effing ground. Dan, are you in Jacksonville? I'm about to drive to Jacksonville in literally T minus one out. Thanks for thanks for having me, by the way. Dan, any dude, anytime. You know how much we got love for you, brother, here in uh, Madison, beautiful Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> Come on, my man. What's good? How you been? Been great, man. Uh, just really excited to see the fights this weekend. I'm excited to see the Braves defend their world championship oh, this year. Get, get and... out of here with that. <laughs> Come on, hey, I did uh, see that Acuna Jr. Time. was all hacked off. Or he was saying that him and Freddie Freeman never really got along while his time with the Braves. I mean, were you a Freeman guy or you a Acuna guy? I mean, who, do you think I, do you think I'm a fan of someone on the Dodgers or no. someone on the Braves? Uh, see, I was really testing if you're a bandwagon guy or not. You know, if the Dodgers spend all that money, I know you're diehard Braves. I know. Let me say this. Let me say this. While Freeman was on the team, I still owned an Acuna jersey. Okay, I, okay, I got you. And you don't have like, hey, a question for you. We had this, uh, we had this conversation earlier this week, and it's really funny because uh, we were talking about Letterman jackets of like how like just like if you. What after high school, if you're still rocking the Letterman's jacket with all the medals, right. a little strange. And then it got into like wearing rings, like the guys with a lot of rings of how strange it is. And then it got into kind of necklaces. So one of our listeners, whose also name is Dan, he's in here today. Uh, he brought some beer. It's like the ticket to get in. But he found his old Letterman's jacket. Where'd you find that thing in your garage or a box somewhere? A or? box. So he found his old Letterman's jacket. He wore it in. I'm like, who in the hell is this guy? So let me ask you, Dan, uh, on the ring side of things, do you have? Are you a guy that wears many rings? Do you have a Braves replica World Series rings? What, what are we looking like for the jewelry for my guy, Dan? My man, you know I'm not wearing no replica jewelry. Everything <laughs> I wear is uh, <laughs> Cuban link chains and some diamonds. and Yeah, I got my, my tennis bracelets. Uh, we're, we're good. Don't worry about that. You're like Lil Wayne, man, when you come around your city bling bling, you know? Hey, what do you know about that young man? What do I, is he a baby? Come on, Dan. Oh, well, hold, what do you, I think you're my age, Dan. I think we all know about cash money back in the day. Come on. Hey, that's one of my favorite songs. Oh, well, yeah. Well, it, Lil Wayne's one of the best rappers. Speaking of cash money, Dan, we got UFC 273. Rowdy, come on. What are we looking for here in 273? Well, before we get into UFC 273... Dan, did you hear about the new fight bonuses that are going to be debuting oh, for yeah. UFC 273 where it's from what I've gathered, it sounds like it's going to be a, a fan vote and winners are going to take home potentially six figure bonuses in Bitcoin. Um, yeah, I didn't hear the six figure part, but I did hear about the bonuses and basically my opinion on it is fantastic. The more money for the fighters, the better. However, the fans better not mess this up, man. I mean, this is your opportunity for all you guys that are crying about fighter pay. This is your chance to go out there, vote for that early prelim fighter who is on one of his first few contracts. And if they go out there and put on an entertaining 
and worthy enough performance, that's who you vote for. I completely agree with that because, you know, there might be some guys on the lower cards where you have no idea who the hell they are, but they'll go out there and if you place the wager on them, they'll fight for your money, but they're at least, they're actually going out there and putting on a show and it's an entertaining fight. It might even be better than the, you know, main card potentially depending on what happens. Exactly, man. I mean, these guys are hungry. They want to make a statement. So those are the kind of guys, I mean, unless like someone on the main card just is undeniable. Those are the kind of guys I want to see getting those bonuses. Hey, Dan, speaking of the main card, who do we got coming up for UFC 273, my brother? You know who we got. We got Piotr Yan and Hamza Chimaev, man. I mean, listen, Hell it's yeah. not rocket science here. Um, <laughs> Hamza Chimaev, I mean, you can sit here and tell me, oh, who has he fought? Yeah, but listen, every great fighter didn't fight anybody until they fought somebody. So the whole who has he fought talk, I mean, like, let's get down to this. Who, who has Gilbert Burns fought? You know what I'm saying? He beat Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley is completely washed up. Tyron Woodley's <laughs> lost six fights in a row. He beat Damian Maya. Damian Maya's 40. He, oh, oh, but he fought Kamara Uzman. He got knocked out by Kamara Uzman. So, guys, don't, don't even don't even try me with this who has he fought stuff. Because Saturday night when he beats Gilbert Burns, he'll have fought the number two guy on planet Earth, and uh, he's going to position himself for a title shot. Listen, it, it, you either recognize talent or you don't. And this Hamza Shemaev guy is the real deal, and I think he's a future world champion. So well, I, well, I Dan, actually, we recognize talent. That's why we got you on. Sorry, Roddy. I actually saw a clip from 2017, and I believe it was Brian Stam who was on there talking about some kid that might already be world class that they have in Sweden working out in some Muay Thai, and that he was going to be a real force here soon. Turns out they now know who that was. Dude, I mean, I'm glad you brought that up. Like, allegedly, word on the street. Okay, so we're dealing with a guy in Shemaev who's fighting at 170 pounds, right? Apparently, he was out there at the gym knocking out guys like Alexander Gustafsson. And for those that don't know, Gustafsson was a guy that back in his day went the distance with John Jones at 205 pounds. Gustafsson was a guy that also competed at heavyweight. And there's, like, footage of Hamza Shemaev knocking him out. Do you, do you guys understand what I'm saying? And then also there's footage of him having a wrestling match with Jack Hermanson, who's a 185-er, and he took him down eight times. Gilbert Burns is a former 55-er, so honestly, like, I get the price is wide, but this is one of those instances where who cares, man? I mean, it's going to win, so go ahead and bet it. <laughs> See, know? I have a saying around here, Dan, and it's you don't have to be a genius to have a good idea, and I did not give this out uh, as our betting advice for this week, but not being a genius, but you can have a good idea here. Taking the top three guys in the the three main cards, and you take all three of the favorites, likely to cash, even though you're laying probably a decent amount of uh, coin on it. Bitcoin. Yeah. I mean, listen, man, I like your saying, but you guys remember my saying, too. Don't bet chalk unless it's a lock. I think Hamza Shemaev. <laughs> I, I, I do remember I, that, Dan. We got we got rhyme time going on here. I think Hamza Shemaev is a lock, man. I think Cash Money Records needs to sign you. You got some rhymes on you, brother. Hey, man, we. I'm from Atlanta, born and raised, so anytime <laughs> they're ready, hit, hit me up. Uh, but, guys, like, yeah, I do think the other two win, of course. Um you know, it's just, and I love know, Korean Zombie. I, I, me, I've made too, a lot of money off of betting him as a big-time dog. Uh, but Volkanovski is so freaking good. Like, he's so good. I, I, he I really get, is. Like, Korean Zombie, I love him. Like, he's very technical, but 
dude, the other guy is just, he pieced up Holloway. Holloway is like a god to most people. Yeah, I mean, well said. My only issue with that fight is it's like minus eight hundred. <laughs> you know, I'm 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 used to betting Volkanovski at like plus one twenty five against Aldo, plus one sixty against Max Holloway. Now I gotta lay minus eight hundred. Like the thing about Zombie, yeah, do I think he's gonna lose? I do, but Zombie is an elite fighter, man. Like Zombie is one of these guys that. I mean, he's he finished Dustin Poirier back in the day. He uh, he set the record for the fastest knockout in featherweight history. Like, or he he had the first twister submission in UFC history. Like, this guy is legit. And Volkanovski's been clipped in fights. It's just what makes him so great is his fainting game. What, what for those that don't know what a fainting game means, it's like he kind of like he'll he'll fake like a, he does these pump fakes that draws reactions out of you, and you don't even know when this guy's going to strike. You don't even know when this guy's going to attempt to take you down. He's super complicated to deal with. But Zombie's an elite guy, so that's the one I'm most hesitant on. But, yeah, ultimately, I obviously think Volkanovski wins the fight. But out of the three favorites, that's the one I'm least confident on. Volkanovski is incredible incredible to me because he's a guy that can play rugby at 230 pounds. And then turn around and fight at 145. I don't think people realize how much 90 pounds, whether you're bulking up and or losing and shredding it, how hard that is to do. That, like That's not an easy feat just in that, not only to compete at the highest level and actually kind of piece up the best in the world. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, I, I I think you I think you said it well, my man. I think you said it well. I can't uh, I can't say anything else about that. So Dan from Best Fight Picks or at Best Fight Picks on Twitter joining us right now. Have the battle. Uh, his podcast, phenomenal podcast. Uh, Rudy, did you have something? Yeah, I can't wait for this one because I know how you're gonna respond, but I have to ask you. It, it's uh-huh. Jan. It's Sterling. One, how do you think this is gonna go? And two, from a fan perspective, who do you got? Um, fan and uh, analyst and better perspective, I also, I think the same thing, man. I think that Piotr Jan's about to give this guy a tour of the octagon, man. I think <laughs> tour that. Of the octagon. <laughs> listen, like Aljamain Sterling is a fantastic fighter, and I know that everybody's been seeing my tweets, like you know, T minus thirty days until order is restored in the bantamweight division, and T minus seven days, and this and that, and you know, I've had a lot of fun with it, but. Make no mistakes about it. I don't think that Aljamain Sterling is some slouch by any means. I think that he's the clear-cut number one contender in the Bantamweight division. I just don't think that he's the champion. I think that Piotr Yan is leveled above everyone in his current form. And it's just about once P- uh, Piotr Yan's durability starts to wane, that's when guys are going to start to beat him. But as of right now, I don't think anyone's touching him, man. And I, I think that... You know, people like to talk about these slow starts that Piotr Yen gets off to in fights, and that's because he's making reads, and he's the master of adjustments in that division. Well, now he's already had a three-and-a-half fight sam- uh, round sample size of what Aljamain Sterling does. So I expect a fast start from Piotr Yen. I think he comes out here. I think he starches Aljamain Sterling, and I don't think there's going to be any talk of a trilogy because there shouldn't be. I mean, listen, it says that Piotr Yen is 16-2. and two. You, know why, you know what those two losses are? The first one... He was dominating the guy. He actually, he, he, he gets excited. He gets carried away sometimes. He illegally headbutted the guy. Oops. He got a point deducted. And that would have made the fight a draw, but it was over in Russia. And uh, they decided that, oh, we can't have a draw. We need a winner. So they deducted a, another point from Piotr. And, and they gave the other guy the win. So that's his first loss. And then his second loss is the Aljamain Sterling fight that, you know, he, he whooped the guy. So th- as far as I'm concerned, like between you and me and between me and the streets, 
This guy's eighteen and zero. Oh, Dan, I love it, man. So I, the, my well, my thing with Sterling is I I'm kind of with you on this one. I respect the hell of him because I may or may not have bet Sterling multiple times at plus money when he was coming up, and you're like, that's a good little hit right there. But since he got that belt, since that first fight, he has just he, he's a turd to me. He's he's a turd to me. Like the guy has been a coward not taking the fights Coward. saying oh yeah I was knocked out and that was dirty and all this stuff I uh, it just rubs me the wrong way Yeah I mean listen I'm not a fan of his either but uh, <laughs> um but you know I try not to let that stuff get in the way of how I make my bets No emotion in the bets Dan no get... emotion in the bets baby Exactly. And speaking of no emotion, Piotr Yan has no emotion. Yeah. And you saw Aljamain Sterling acting like, an, like, like a fool this whole lead-up, acting like a fool yesterday at the press conference. And today he was crying on the scales, crying because it's his last night as quote-unquote champ. You know, he's not really the champ. Like, tell me one other time in UFC history when a champ has won a fight via DQ. Like, come on, man. Like, it's just, he, like, and this how many is, people like, cry the most- before their match? Before their fight? <laughs> This is the most illegitimate champ title <laughs> title reign we've ever seen in all our years watching this sport. And look, he's got the chance to prove me wrong. You go out there and legitimately beat Piotr Yan, my mouth will be shut. Actually, it won't because I'm no, going to yeah, give you, you talk your about props. Yeah. I'll, give you, I'll give you your props, but hey, Dan, I, We don't want your mouth shut at all because we want to keep listening to Half the Battle, your awesome podcast, and all your awesome picks and whatnot. So, Dan, before I let you go, my brother, you are going to Jacksonville to all check it out. What's, what's Dan's plan? In Jacksonville, are we gonna are we gonna watch the fights and just party our asses Dan off? Dan the man with the plan. Dan the man, what's the plan? <laughs> I mean, listen, guys, it's gonna be a lot of fun. We're gonna be in Jacksonville. We're gonna be turning up. If any if any <laughs> of the listeners are gonna be in Jacksonville, make sure y'all hit me up. Uh, my Twitter is at Best Fight Picks. Gonna be there with a few friends. Um, the only thing I'm not looking forward to is this five hour drive. But uh, you know, we do have uh, some gas gummy bears that should uh, <laughs> lighten the mood a little bit. And uh, hey, what's, excited, what's, what's the soundtrack? What's the soundtrack for five hours? Are we going? Are we going Lil Wayne? All the, like, are we starting with the Carter? Then the Carter two? Then three? <laughs> then four? Maybe five? What are you thinking? Dude, listen to this, man. The other night I was driving home and I had a little bit of a long drive. And it's funny, I was like driving 80 miles per hour on the highway, and people were like. <laughs> flying past me what? i was like what is going what on right now like like dudes are out here racing and stuff but um the reason i brought that up is because i was listening to that the album dr dre 2001 and Ooh. dude it still it still goes hard it still goes hard gentlemen oh so, goes, uh, we're oh. gonna be pumping that damn you know, uh, nothing then, gets me better nothing gets me more than like the early late 90s early 2000s gangster rap it just gets me going dude gun to your head dan who do you like uh on saturday dern or torres that's uh, <laughs> tough. That's really tough because it just depends where the fight takes place. On the feet, Torres has got that. On the mat, Dern's got that. So basically what I'd say is whoever's the underdog, take them. Dan, have fun in Jacksonville, man. We love it. We'll follow along at Best Fight Picks, your Twitter account, and Half the Battle, your awesome podcast. We love you, brother. Thanks for the time. And Misery Loves Company, both our teams, the Brewers and the Braves, lost yesterday so we can come together on that. Oh, man, we lost one game of 150-plus games. The season must be over, right, guys? <laughs> Dan, our <laughs> season is. Yeah, Brewers did too. Dan, have fun, brother. Nice talking with you. We'll talk to you for UFC 274, my bro. Hey, thank you guys so much, man. Talk soon, all right? See you, buddy. There he is. Follow him on Twitter. Best fight picks. Half the battle of the podcast. Good stuff. Tiger Woods, baby! One under. 
a 71 at the Masters. Who would have thunk it? Still that not pink. Winning. That pink. Still not winning. See, I have a that theory with Tiger. Good. I think he's starting out with the pink, and he's just going to c- kind of continue that uh, evolution into the red by Sunday. Yep. Now. Oh, yeah. There'll, uh, be, there'll be a couple different colors no, in there. It'll be a darker the, the, the shade. Pink, the pink is for the azaleas. That's why he wears pink. Well, dude, well, today there's going to be for the. It's going to be a little darker pink. Yep, a little darker pink today. purple. <laughs> yep, we're going to just move gradually slower and slower to a, a red color. Then Sunday, it's going to be that nice red that we know and love from Tiger Woods. Ooh, what time is he teeing off? We could look at live at the range and see if uh, see what he's wearing. Um, boys, uh, so I'm going to throw, uh, I'm going to need a happy birthday shout out right here. Uh, our guy again, Tripper, love this. I want to give a big birthday shout out. I'm going to do it in three minutes. Maybe that's when they're in the car. All right, Tripper, one second, two minutes. Boys, Tiger Woods. Don't worry about it. Tiger Woods. Too late. Loving it. But, Rowdy, you were on something big. That was on Wednesday, and it wasn't Tiger. It was another golfer. Are you going to will it into existence, Okay, so, one, I've never claimed to be a hardcore golfer. Like You always have. You're always like, hey, guys, I'm so into the golf I don't watch every single tournament. <laughs> I don't go out and play every single week. I don't play in multiple leagues. I, I don't do all that stuff. I enjoy golfing. I get frustrated with golfing. I just I'm pretty much the golf. average Joe when it comes to golfing. Uh, when, you, when you look at past tournaments, though, especially on the PGA, RJ, you do a lot of DraftKings when it comes to golf season. I do the majors uh, and then the, the players. There are guys, especially if they've been good in the past or have had success in the past on particular courses, Mm -hmm. always seem to play those particular courses well. Maybe because it it, uh, plays to their skill set. Like maybe it's a maybe it's a long, narrow uh, course Mm -hmm. and that obviously would play to a guy that can hit the ball long and hit the ball accurate. So like there's Bryson different, DeChambeau. yeah. Like there's different <laughs> types of courses that play to different types of players' strengths, and a lot of times when you see a lot of these past Masters champions, like the Freddie Couples of the world and everything like that, they play well even when they get older because they know the course, they've been there, done that, and the course kind of plays to their skill set. Right. So when I was looking at long shots. I'm sitting there going, well, who's one or who consistently plays well at Augusta and on this course? That's why I named like five, six guys. And I saw that just five, six years ago, Danny Willett was a guy that <laughs> he he won. Danny he won Willett, a green Danny. jacket. Yeah. Gold like, jacket, green jacket. I completely jacket. forgot about who it. Who gives a crap? Danny Willett gives a crap. Rowdy gives well, a crap. Well, that's the thing. It's like, okay, well, this guy, yeah, he might not be playing good as of late. But guess what? He's not playing Augusta every single week. Yeah. He might be playing a course that doesn't fit his skills. Maybe he hasn't been playing good golf, but you get back on that course where you've had some success. Mm -hmm. You make a couple putts, you hit a couple shots well, and it starts rolling. Dude's tied for third. Tied for third. And that's, that's why in some of those big time tournaments where, especially in a major where some of these young cats might jump out right away, you kind of think that maybe they'll fade. They haven't been there. They haven't done that. They haven't played this course a million times. Yep. It kind of, for me, I kind of look at some of the, and like I said, very casual golf fan. I don't take it super seriously no, where it's hardcore. I. Yeah. I'm casual. But, but if I had to make a bet on I'm like cash. five, six golfers where I was going to take a flyer on, he was one of them. And You've you done took it. heat. You were taking heat for it. Yeah. 
but the, it's like anybody can go up there and say, I'm putting $5 on Tiger Woods because yeah, everyone right. knows Tiger Woods. Well, He's a past champ. Well, I'm putting it on Dustin Johnson. Well, I'm putting it on Jordan Spieth. Well, but, but actually looking at different players based on you know value on how well they've played the tournament, there's a lot of other better players that you can wager on than some of the bigger name guys just because they're who you recognize. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to get more into this and, a little and, later. You know who we should actually talk about this with? Ben? Is uh, Dave Essler. Yeah, we'll do that coming up. He's, and Ben Kenny later. He's a golf guy. Yeah, we'll talk to Dave Essler uh, momentarily right after the break here. Uh, so what I want to do is give Rowdy his time in the sun. If Ben Kenny does come in, <laughs> usually around the 9 o'clock hour when he comes in, he was the one giving Rowdy a lot of grief about Danny Willett. Sure Lots of eye rolls. A lot of so eye, rolls. eye rolls. It's this golf elitist attitude. And we have both said, I don't know how many times we said that we're casual fans. We are casual golf I fans. I will watch them. Like, I watched a ton of the Masters yesterday. And the elitist golf fans can't handle that. I had, like, the Milwaukee Brewers uh, Chicago Cub game. And then on my computer, I had the Masters to the Masters.com. Then, you know, when the coverage goes to ESPN, you can switch the two. Yep. Whatever. All right, before we get into this, let me just do this. Hello, friends. Good morning. We're live at Augusta National. We now welcome in, new on the tour, young Ben Kenny, reigning from central Philadelphia. Did I get that right? Central Philadelphia? Center City. Center City, Philadelphia. He is new on the tour. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed here at Augusta. And he looks down on some of the seasoned veterans that prefer to drink instead of watch most golf, but... He dials into the game while others dial into the booze. Earlier this week, we had Nelson Raisbeck say, Danny Willett. Hell of a long shot. Hell of a long shot. And I will Didn't put a say I liked him it. as a favorite. And oh. then when, when Danny... Can I start? Hang on, hang on, sorry. Whoa, 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 Actually, you know what? You know what? You don't, you don't hey, get to start. Hey, hey, you, no, no, he doesn't Are get to start. Done? No, 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 I'm not he done. doesn't get to command. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't right, get to command turns. He shot here. sixty-nine. Every, yeah, shit. great number. Shh. It's Thursday. Hey. hey, hello, friends. Earlier this week, Rowdy picked a Danny Willett as a complete long shot, and Young Ben Kenny on the tour looked down upon uh, his nose upon us, shamed us. It was a horrible pick. <laughs> He does not get to command terms here. He and is now, the, he is in the losing I'm not position. Any terms. It was a you are still throwing away money. <laughs> and now Danny Willett is tied for what is he third? Tied for third. And he's got a five shot cushion on the potential cut, which he bet me twenty dollars. My would grandma make. could make the cut at this tournament. Oh, oh you could wait. make the cut has, at this. He tournament. has said in the past that his grandma's really good at golf. The top 50 make it, and half of the 90 are just old dudes that shoot 15 over. You bet me he wouldn't make it. So you're telling me he's worse than your grandma? Okay, I thought he would make it. End quote. Okay, but you came in, Ben. So Rowdy has something for you. He's going to shoot 78 today. I hope you realize this. <laughs> but you said you had a Well, then did you have a you bet? Like my offer. Adam, Adam. Did you have a bet? I would put the highest stakes I could imagine that he will not make the top 25. And Rowdy, what See, was- I have a better one. I like a head-to-head. I'd give you a hedge. And because he's your boy, Jordan Spieth. We'll bring him into this oh, conversation. No, looks- no. No? Oh, your boy. Hey, he's I not just, good to bring. Right, just tell him what you were thinking first. Well, I was going to allow you to hedge because it looks like unless he blows up, he's going to make the cut. He's got a five-stroke cushion on the cut line. 
I was going to say, I will let you double, double here. I'll double let you hedge what? here. I'll let you hedge here. You will only have to owe me $10, half of what you owe me now, if Jordan Spieth finishes higher than Danny Willett. He's not going to. But Spieth is, you'll, Spieth is you'll playing owe me, bad You'll golf. owe me double if Danny Willett beats Jordan Spieth. He's going. He's probably will be Jordan Spieth. Okay, so you say no to those. I said yesterday I didn't like Spieth going in. And what, what, what the hell were you so pissed about on Wednesday? I don't think it was Because you guys said he was boring. He's not boring. Jordan he Spieth said is he was boring. boring. I he said he's boring. not as good as what he was. But 2015 I, to 17 was his prime. I thought I cleared this up after the show with you. I said his game's not boring. He, him as a person is boring. Valid. Like Tiger Woods. That dude's a life trick on and off the course. Spieth, electric, sure. Yeah, on the but course. he also prefers a Mr. Chippy from Perkins, so. Uh, I, I like think the, that's a I like the moons game. over Miami. I think that's from Perkins. <laughs> by a, just by like a six out of ten waitress that Tiger would like. Danny Willett <laughs> is ranked 161st in the world. Okay. Those, he had a good round. But this isn't a victory lap. It's a four-day <laughs> it's tournament. It's the first for a victory reason. lap. I got three more. I know he's going to shoot 78. <laughs> the conditions are getting I harder. I, I honestly don't care what what a, he could shoot 90 as long as it makes the cut for him. Right, 90 our, won't make the cut. Can, well, obviously. Who and Dan, let me ask you as an impartial as a as a, as a casual observer. He's the arbitrator. Dan, as a casual observer, who is taking this way more who is taking this seri- more ben, serious? Ben, you're upset. Ben, are you upset? No, well, I'm upset that he cares so much about the same thing. <laughs> I never cared about a Danny Willett round of golf in my life hey. until yesterday. I'm upset because I know for the next three weeks I'll be sitting in that chair and he's going to come in and talk to me about Danny Willett. Well, I mean, Robbie talks to me about all kinds of stuff all the time. You just get, that's, that's, that's Willett with two L's and two T's. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure ben, you know that. Ben, he's going to... Will it into the weekend, okay? He's going to will it into existence. Hmm. You know that I I pray every night that he wins this tournament. Now. <laughs> the only thing I would regret is not actually wagering the the money on it. But I but if I was looking at it sense. and was going to gun to head put five bets down on some long shots, he would have been one of them. Ben, how much were you dreading coming into the before the Bill Michael show? Not at all. I don't like I, I, I don't really care. <laughs> How much are you dreading that your rowdy just go You have off? no idea. No, I'm not dreading it right now. I'm dreading it tomorrow or tomorrow Saturday. <laughs> so it sounds like he you think he's, he's making the cut. It sounds, the like, oh, it sounds like he's making the cut. He'll DM you. Tuesday he'll DM you. Wednesday and, you know. Listen, Rowdy does. Rowdy is like an elephant, man. He never forgets. He doesn't forget a single thing. If if anyone were and to, if, and if you like, if you talked a little poop to me, <laughs> I'm coming back with a million times more. Rowdy's Rowdy Rowdy's slogan was a bad pick. Rowdy's slogan: If you touch me, I'm gonna touch you harder. It's come. It, you're getting it back, <laughs> and it's twice as bad. <laughs> I selfishly, I've been waiting if for you, take you to an come eye, too, If man. you take an eye for me, it's not an eye for an eye makes everyone blind. I'm taking both of yours. <laughs> See, so Ben, ben uh, how are your bets looking? By the way, your your own personal bets for the Masters—they're okay. You, summer, did summer you touch bad, Tiger at all? Good. Did you do anything with Tiger? Tiger to make the cut. I have Tiger to win, but that's not going to happen. Yeah. I have Bryson to miss the cut. Hey, I, I said Tiger was going to win, and everyone called me crazy. Ben I sounds like a casual. Win, over if he does there. win, I'm going to be mad if I didn't bet it. Yeah. What did you say? Ronnie? Sounds like a casual over there. I took Tiger to win. <laughs> yeah, I wore red. For Danny Willett in England. I still think, Ben, you're angry, so I just want to say, woosah. Woosah. 
I wake up angry. You know that. <laughs> you know that I never would have made any deal what about you, this. What do you think he wakes up? He wakes up angry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wake up and do a few rounds on the heavy bag at four in the morning. <sighs> I just tweet about it. I love. I love Ben. I love this. I just. I, love- I just want you to know that I had absolutely when I first said Danny Willett is an extremely long shot. I wouldn't have cared if he would have shot a 90 yesterday or if he would have shot a 60 and set like a, a course record. The, big, the biggest thing was once you scoffed at it, I was huge pro Danny Willett. The funniest thing, so I stayed a little later after work yesterday to make sure the Brewers or everything was running cool, and then Ben and I were in the, our office together, and Rowdy texts me, Willett casually tied for third after his round, and I, I poked Ben on the shoulder, I showed the text, and Ben just like, oh, God, I'm going to hear about this all day tomorrow. <laughs> The only thing that I, I regret might temporarily block your number. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I regret is that the Masters would not cover Willett's round because no one cares about him. He should have been on the featured group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, screw Tiger. We'll yeah, see him yeah, in a couple t- No one cares shots. about no Tiger, Tiger Woods in a comeback. It was all about Danny. We would we'll see him hit like two putts on the back end. I'm going to be honest. I couldn't even tell you what Danny Willett looks like. I knew All I knew about Danny Willett is that he won the Masters in the past, and it wasn't that long ago, and that he was from England. Yep. Hey, that, ben, that's all I could tell you about him. How about, I, I will bet you as high stakes possible. You have something on my high mind, but I'm going to bring what, it up 50 off bucks air, because if I say it on air, that's trouble, uh, that he misses the top 25. The dude is, you said he's ranked that much. Top 25? All right, I'll give you a top 30. Give me oh. 35. 30. 30. 35. 30, 32. What, no, it's top 50 now, right? Top 50 make the cut. Top 50 make the cut, and that's with ties, correct? Yes. So there could potentially be more. How about we split? I'll give you top 35. We split the difference oh, by, behind however many people. I'm trying, I'm trying to think here. Do I want 35, <laughs> or do I want the difference between 30 and the number of people that qualify? Now you're churching it up too much. Ben said 35. 35. That's what you wanted. I'll yeah. take it. All right. So yeah. it's, it's double or nothing. We'll or, discuss stakes or, off air. I have an idea, but if I say it into this microphone. No, then, let it roll. We're, we are uh, free thinking. Is this FCC? Open. Yes, it's definitely allowed. Well, Legally last time air, I made a golf bet and ben, the show's I won. over the line. You can say it. last time I made a golf bet. I bet the guy that he had to call his last five exes and leave them voicemails saying sorry for everything he'd ever done. Sorry for getting in a relationship that. with them. And he never did it. <laughs> yeah. So instead, we ordered Denny's and had it sent here and ate it in front of him. And he freaked out. That's a true story. Huh? It was perfect because he couldn't handle Denny's jokes and Perkins <laughs> and Tiger Woods. All right. So all right, we'll do it. We'll do it off air during the commercial break, and then if it's allowed, which I'm assuming it will be, maybe we'll discuss it next. It's definitely allowed. I just don't want to rope myself into it. All right. Well, here, help. Here's this. We'll go to the phone quick. Good morning. Who's this? Hello, friends. Mike <laughs> from the north. <laughs> Hello, Troy. Hello, friends. You Troy, probably had to up, sit Troy? online listening to all that. <laughs> what's up, Troy? <laughs> hey, you know, about six years ago. I called in your show with my impersonation of Jim Nance, and that still hasn't gotten any better. But I still got to try it. Well, I thought I thought for a second it was Jim Nance calling in. Yeah. Hey, just a neutral judge calling in here saying that Ben is PO'd. <laughs> <laughs> he, he says he's not. Rowdy says he is. He is. Sorry, Ben, but you are a little bit. 
frustrated right now. So. Oh, definitely. <laughs> well, I'm frustrated no. that Willett went out and shot 69 when he's yes. one of the worst golfers I've ever seen. Dude, get out of here. I will say this. It's a master's champ. As a guy who's been in a lot of arguments with Rowdy before, it does get frustrating. I'm definitely frustrated. Because Rowdy, you know, Rowdy, you know, Rowdy never the, gives it up. Troy, I'll let him right. in on a secret. I could be very annoying when I start getting testy and very back and forth when, so we we're, when, we're, when we're going back and forth like this. But he yep. will never, if Danny Willett wins this effing tournament, <laughs> he will never hear the end of it. I'd probably quit my job. <laughs> <laughs> Rody, Rody, I love that. Okay, I love that. And and here's another one for you. When people are arguing, they say, well, we'll, we'll give, I don't get even, I get ahead. Okay, so that, yep. that's another one to add to your repertoire that you you don't get even, you get ahead. So, uh, you know, you're, you're plus one always. But, you know, Tiger, Tiger brought so much excitement to the golf industry yesterday. It was crazy. My son's down there working. And, oh, yeah. Uh, your, golf, I, your son works for, um, is it golf.com? Yeah, golf.com. Yeah. And I, I sent him a, a message went. yesterday saying, are you out on the course or are you in the media center? And he says, I'm out on the course. But I'm I'm like twenty deep. He said it's actually crazy. Twenty beers and, deep? Uh, oh, he's working. No, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. So he just said it's it's amazing, and I'm I'm I tried to give him a, 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 a an idea for a to do it. And the story would be how much pressure there was on Louis Louis O yesterday and Joaquin. Uh, because those are guys that golfed with him, and one did really well, and one did terrible yesterday. So you know, Danny Willett can—he dropped the load yesterday, but man, he can fall off, <laughs> fall off real quickly today. So sorry, Rowdy, that's the nature of the beast in that sport. So. It's, it's, it's funny, Troy, because I remember when you first said that your son worked for—it uh, was was it golf? Uh, yeah, yeah, golf. Golf, golf magazine, golf com. Yeah, and I had a couple buddies that were really big into the golf scene that follow like all the tournaments, and I asked them if yeah. they knew who your son was. And the one responded to me saying, yeah, I actually love his coverage. And it was kind of funny because I hadn't talked to the guy in years because it was a college buddy. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was pretty small world. Yeah, it is. No, he uh, he loves the Masters. I, I tell you what, he likes going to a lot of these different events. But, obviously, the Masters, he's the dad. You got to get here. You got to get here. And, uh, and so that's on my bucket list. Hey, Troy, can you can, put a little bug in your son's ear that he should join us next week to recap the Masters, all right? I will do that. I will awesome. do that. I'll tell them. So. Troy, you're the man, brother. Right. Have a great weekend, my friend. Hey, ben, don't let it ruin your day, buddy. A lot of golf left. <laughs> oh, it's ruined. Well, <laughs> true. No, I'll say this. Depends on how Willett does. <laughs> <laughs> Troy, you're the man, brother.